0: From Reboot, this is In Quarantine. I'm Steve Bodo. You're discussing life inside the corona crisis with some of the country's most creative and inspiring people. Talking today about one of my favorite topics, food, with one of my favorite chefs, Jessica Koslow, from the legendary Los Angeles restaurant Squirrel. Let me tell you about Squirrel. Here's what Squirrel is to me. The place that makes my kids excited about jet lag. We go from New York to LA about about once a year. And when we do, they are psyched because coming from the East Coast, waking up at 6 a.m. is no problem. And that means being able to get to squirrel before the line forms because there's always a line. And they fight about the French toast for like a month before we get there. And to be honest, my wife and I fight about the crispy rice salad too. But of course, these days we're not traveling much of anywhere. And if we did, we'd find that squirrel is currently closed because like so much of the non-grocery store food business, staying open during a lockdown it just wasn't possible. But also because Jessica found, so to speak, bigger fish to fry with a remarkable and all too necessary program called Framily Meal to feed unemployed Los Angeles restaurant workers. She's here with us now. Jessica, welcome to In Quarantine.
1: Steve, thanks for having me.
0: That was an appropriate thing to say, Jessica. That's perfect. We're, this is going great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, thank you for having
0: me. <laughs> no, I would I would think most of us these days or a lot of us are uh we're have less to do than usual. My guess is that you have more to do than usual. That you're working your ass off. T- tell me what <sighs> your days are like these days.
1: I feel like I'm somewhere between Russian doll, the show on Netflix, yeah. and uh, you know, you wake up every morning. That song is playing. But yeah, I'm I'm finding that there's never enough hours in the day uh, now.
0: Now, are you you're out and around, right? You're not you, like right now, for example. You're speaking to me from where exactly? Someplace in your shop, and there's there's people back and forth, and you are having, if I'm not mistaken, live interactions with human beings. Some of your days,
1: I am. I mean, I'm here at Squirrel every day. I've not taken a day off. Um, since uh probably you know last year <laughs> but i i've been and and maybe that's what my mom has trained me well. she's a dermatologist, and she's still seeing patients three days a week um and my husband's a uh a d a and assistant district attorney in Pasadena, and he's in the courts two to three times a week. Um, but yeah, th- this is my other home, you know, some people go and they hide out in the Hamptons. I'm hiding out with, um, my, my family, which is the, the restaurant workers who is, who are still here working. Yeah. But I think now, um, continuing to operate in the way that we're doing with, uh, a restaurant open, f- uh, to feed, uh, our restaurant community, um on top of the online business, on top of trying to reimagine what opening two restaurants looks like and having uh I would say seventy five percent of my staff furloughed mm-hmm. um it's it's left me with very little time uh to even reflect in the way that I need to reflect right now
0: right wow that there's a lot to unpack there um let us <laughs> yes let 's take it step by step. How did it unfold? We're in March. You're operating Squirrel at capacity. You also recently opened, I think, a a new restaurant in Santa Monica. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I had opened a new restaurant in Santa Monica in October. And I see Squirrel and Onda in the AM, which is breakfast and lunch, very similarly, which is a, a restaurant for the neighborhood, for the community, and kind of like an anchor of the west side in a way that Squirrel is the anchor of the east side. So it was mid-March when uh, we decided to go completely to go. And and at that point, every single day at Squirrel, if, if we just talk about Squirrel, for example, like the ways that we started to engage with the public changed. Hmm. So we, on day one, were, you know, we allowed people to still come in to place their order and then step outside or wait. By the end, we weren't letting anyone in. We uh, didn't even allow for transactions of credit cards on site. It was very stressful for the team to continue operating when everything around them was changing on a daily basis, and we just had to pause. It wasn't sure. because we were slow. It was because, in some ways, we were too busy, um, and it just was coming at a price of of the team feeling overwhelmed by by life. Mm. To be honest.
0: They needed some time.
1: And now I'm in a place where I need some time because the business is different. Squirrel is different. There's no opening back up to a line or to people sitting close to each other. The thing that's so beautiful about the restaurant is that it's a hub of community and it's kind of the thing that is being um, feared at the moment.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. What is the... What's the process for opening a place back up like that? Like, can you take a healthy restaurant, put it in essentially a medically induced coma, and then X number of months later, what are the challenges in opening that back up?
1: That's so interesting mm-hmm. that you called it a medically induced coma. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh man, I, and I'm laughing out of like uh, awkwardness because it really is what it what it was. It's almost like taking a, an athlete and. And, and putting, and putting them to sleep for, you know, a couple of weeks and they're used to running. And I think that that is something that's so interesting is that this rest to get a restaurant like this back up and running, it takes uh, a huge amount of ingredients, lots of labor coming back into the fold to get all of the ingredients back into the sauces and the textures and, and the grains and, you know, the, the the things that need to uh, happen before the doors open back up is actually quite an undertaking. And that also requires an economic lift that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that you hope to hold on to. And what happened, you know, a lot of these restaurants, we we function on a 5% profit margin, which doesn't leave a lot in the bank for a rainy day. And when you go to open back and when you're closed obviously bills continue to stack up whether it's bills from the past that have now reached their 30 days the rent that's over your head we also were relying on the ppp which is the cares act to yes. help us come back into play and you know we received an email from chase saying that there were over 100 applicants ahead of us 100,000 applicants ahead of us
0: oh um, that's more so- than 100
1: That's more than 100, and so it's becoming very clear that the PPP is not something that many small businesses, including Squirrel, will look forward to receiving. And if I'm over 100,000 just from this one bank, how many other banks are there out there with hundreds of thousands of applicants waiting to jump into this pool? It just um, seems very unrealistic that uh, the business Will be able to receive funds um,
0: so in the way you, that it needs to. What do you see? It sounds like Squirrel and your operation is relatively in good shape, but there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot, lot of restaurants that are not.
1: I know. I have friends who had ten thousand dollars in the bank when this was happening, and you know, I, I don't. I don't see how you survive that. I don't.
0: Uh, so tell me about Framley Meal. What exactly is it? How are you operating it? Who's it serving?
1: Yeah. Um, so Nancy Silverton, who who's a chef and owner of Moza here in Los Angeles, had started working with the Lee Initiative Um which is an organization out of Louisville, Kentucky that had originally their mission was focused around uh, female chefs and and women in the restaurant industry. And they quickly pivoted to being about um, feeding our restaurant community out of work, furloughed uh, restaurant employees um, during this time and connected with Nancy to do uh, meals with necessities out of Moza every day. And I'd been talking to her, uh, she's a mentor and a, and a friend, and I'd, and I'd been talking to her because I had wanted to do something like this similarly at Onda in Santa Monica called Framley Meal. So I had pulled together a, a, a group of um, donors, whether it was in kind with pro- product or, or financial donations, and we were going to do it out of Onda. Uh, And then we decided to close Onda completely. The hotel shuttered. And so I I was going to move it to Squirrel. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that was a Monday that I had been talking to Nancy and just getting a sense of like, what's their structure? How do they do this? I asked on Monday, the 30th of March, if it would be okay if we moved it to Squirrel, which is about a mile and a half or so away from Moza. And they're like, that's great. More, the merrier. Um, the more food we can get into people's hands, that's great. We're selling out. We're doing like 300 meals a day. Um, and then the next day, which was like the 31st of March, uh, they called and said, look, Nancy tested positive for COVID and we actually oh, need to shut shit. down. Yes. We need to shut down Moza and the Lee Initiative there. And can we move the Lee Initiative to Squirrel? Oh, wow. So that's basically what happened. It was a very fluid thing um the third we decided w- was our last day of service and the fourth was our first day of family meal um and we just picked the torch off up where let me say that again we picked up the torch where she left it i don't know we took the baton from her, <laughs> one of her things. and uh now was the here baton I on
0: fire or was it a flaming baton
1: It kind of was. It was kind of a, I mean, I feel like everything is flaming right now. And I think
0: you were right to say torch. I think you were good with torch and we're going to stick with torch.
1: Yeah, let's stick with torch.
0: Okay. So you picked up Uh, the torch. Uh, That is some agility to go from your regular or close to regular service one day to this entirely other concept and entirely, I mean, to serve this community another day.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's helped save about 10 jobs. Everyone else is... Currently furloughed, and uh-huh. um, and
0: and who, and who are the people is, that are coming? Because there's, I mean, you say hundreds of meals a day. There must be, yeah. I
1: it's mean, how, really many, how many
0: restaurant workers are there in Los Angeles County? There must be thousands and thousands.
1: So many, so so many, and and the interesting thing is, I I wonder if there's a. I feel as if we could feed more people, and I don't know if there's shame in coming to pick up a meal and provisions. Or like pride where it's like, look, I, I totally have enough right now. I'm totally fine. Let's leave this for those that truly, truly need it. But I know that we can feed more.
0: What are you feeding them?
1: Every week the, the menu changes. So the first week we did some squirrel stuff. And then the following week we're doing burgers this week. And then next week we're doing food from Onda. That starts tomorrow. Um, so every day is a little different. And it is. Uh, or sorry, every week is a little different, and it's given us a little bit of joy at this moment where it's uh, sometimes hard to to find it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, w- what have you been enjoying yourself? Uh, if you have any space for enjoyment in all this, have you been <laughs> getting? Have you been getting to cook at home uh, in a way that you don't usually?
1: Yeah, I, I feel like that's really it's the it's the kicker. I think this moment is teaching us all how important family is. You know, I think there's so much uh, we take from our like self-image from the work that we do and to, you know, like to step out of that and and not have that define you for a second. I've never talked to my mother more, you know, than I've talked to her in these last few weeks. And this time has really reminded me that, you know, this, this is an important part of life is, is the family aspect, whether it's your dog or your husband or, you know,
0: uh, your mom. <laughs> your dog yeah. or your husband. Yeah. It could be either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I said my <laughs> dog first. It's so dark. But, but
1: there's a lot of joy he brings to my life, my, my husband. I hope he never listens to this.
0: <laughs> and this being Reboot, this being a Reboot podcast, I'm going to ask you. How's it been going with the Jewiness? Got any Jewy experiences? There was Seder, of course, if you did one of those, but anything else?
1: Every year I look forward to Passover at Squirrel because we do matzah brai. And I am a huge uh I, I it's it's a holiday I look forward to. Um it's and a pretty I take it one. very seriously. It's a great one. And I and I spend it with the fam and you know, I, I eat matzah and I don't eat bread. And this year like not having brai and not have it, it it really that was that was a dark week for me. Um, not doing the normal that I usually do. Um, but I, I just I feel like this is a year where what, nothing did, that, is what really did it sorry,
0: what, what did it make you feel when to to not have that thing that you that you love to have every year? that's I think that's actually quite interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate you finding the the glass half full with this one because um, it was a you know I, I've had Squirrel for almost ten years and it's some it's a it's a, a part of the year I look forward to at Squirrel because we don't have any other like traditions at Squirrel that we make every year for just mm-hmm. one week mm-hmm. but we make matzo braai, Um and uh, we make a savory and we make a sweet and and it's something I look forward to.
0: It was the one, literally the one and only thing that my grandfather cooked ever.
1: Really? And yeah. how did he make it? I don't what exactly, was his I don't, way?
0: I mean, I don't exactly know. I don't exactly remember, but it, uh, I think that he would, this is going to be way off the mark. I was a kid, but he. he yeah,
1: he's going to so, be like, nope, nope.
0: Yeah. He went on to other satyrs, shall we say, uh, quite a number of years ago. So, uh, but I think you would soak the matzo in some egg, break it up and scramble mm-hmm. it up and then, uh, and then mm-hmm. would serve it with usually uh, jelly. Mm. Sort of the,
1: jelly. Mm. the jelly. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, well, yeah, I think that matzo is, is something that every family has their own version of what it is. Sometimes it's like a crazy scramble, you know, the way that we do it, it almost, it looks like an orb, it is um, a flat, round, almost like open-faced omelet. In the same way we do a omelette at Squirrel, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know we've gotten a lot of like this is the best thing I've ever had. To this is not my grandmother's uh matzo brai To like <laughs> obviously a goy made this, you know, like we've we've gotten it all, and I'm like this is this is the because I also didn't really have. Uh, like my mother's parents passed away before I was born. My father's grandparent or my father's parents lived in Richmond, Virginia. There wasn't really a tradition of what, uh, was in our family, at least to me. I'm and so it's, yeah, it's been, Oh, it's an, you know, it's free jazz. And that was my, that was the tradition that I had made for myself and, uh, something I yeah, that I look forward to. And now that I think about it was, you know, very, very missed uh, during Passover this year.
0: Mm. Well, next year.
1: Next year in Los Angeles.
0: Next year in Los Angeles. It sounds good to me. <laughs> I'd like to be there for that. Jess Kozla, thank you so much for joining us uh, on In Quarantine. Uh, I know you got some cooking to do.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me
0: for more on squirrel uh, and family meal. Oh, Jessica, is there any place to make a donation or anything like that?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's wonderful. So, uh, folks can go to the Lee um, and they can donate, uh, there and you can earmark it for the city of your choice. So, uh, would love it. If you earmarked it for Los Angeles, it would go to help, uh, keep family meal operating that. I mean, they're literally outposts all over the United States. So pick your favorite city, um, we all need your help. So thank you.
0: Great. And you'll find that link on our show page for In Quarantine. I'm Steve Bodo saying, I mean, you could just use grain alcohol.